Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening in, wherever you're listening in from, we're here live from the heart of the city of Philadelphia and the Trench Baby Studios. Shout out to the Trench Baby Podcast, our brother podcast. If you guys get an opportunity to, definitely go ahead and check those guys out. I'm your big sister slash your favorite cousin, Anna Banana. My lovely co-host, the Lady D, is not here with us tonight. So I am holding it down the fort on a solo mission. Here in the Rose Garden, we are just two roses on a mission to help black women develop social and emotional intelligence. Also having real conversations about what we believe are traits of intelligent, gracious, sophisticated, and conscious women. Always hoping to inspire you to be the best version of yourself and hoping to help you blossom into a rose. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into today's subject. Um, Keep it short and sweet. Today's subject is queen. I felt like the subject queen was a, a topic that we didn't discuss, something that we didn't discuss. Because more recently than ever, before, I hear the term used more often, even thrown around, you could say, recklessly. You know, what is that? It makes you stop and think, like, what is a queen? Who are the queens? Under what authority or whose authority am I a queen? What, make, what makes us queens? Um, I know this topic is going to probably ruffle a little feathers. You might not like it, but this is the concrete rose garden and roses have thorns. So with that being said, I'm going to jump right into a quote that I, I came across during my research for tonight um it was by natasha pulley she says people are like bees they're all workers who could be queen with the right stuff but once the queen making has begun it can't be reversed and i felt that topic that quote would be most relevant to this topic because I feel like a lot of people, again, are calling themselves queen or being referred to as queens. But are we really exhibiting queen behavior, queen mentality, queen action? You know, um, you don't just become a queen because someone said so. By Webster's definition, a queen is someone who is a ruler of an independent state, especially one who inherits the position by birthright. So... If by birthright you are a queen, how do you become a, actually become the queen? So in my opinion, um, there's a few things that first came to my mind when I thought about a queen. So I'm just going to share these um, few points with you guys um, for right now, um, what I believe to be a queen. And um, so when I think of a queen, um, the first thing that comes to mind is her presence. Um, a queen, when you see them come into the room, they have this aura that just gives out independency, control, and poisonous about them. Um, if you ever watched on TV, like, um, when Queen Elizabeth is in town or she's coming through, though there may be other rulers in the room, but she... Her energy, her essence, her presence dominates the room. Even the kings bow down to the queen. So 
with presence, it announces you without even saying anything. Have you ever been somewhere at a party or at, you know, at a gathering and someone walks into the room, even if it's yourself, if you already have that type of presence, you know, round of applause for you. But for those of us who don't have that presence, I'm sure that you have probably witnessed that presence, the it girl. That one person, when she comes into the room, she demands attention and she hasn't said anything. Um, everyone wants to know who she is. Everyone's asking who is she if they don't know who is she, she is. That everyone wants an opportunity to talk to her, at least catch the gl- her glance or her glare or maybe a wave or a smile. The presence, the true presence, I have to say nothing, but you know that I am here and you respect that I am here. Um... So that's my first point on queen characteristics, I would say. The presence of the queen, the way she moves, the way she dresses, the way she the, she could be thinking of 50 million other things on her to-do list, but you couldn't even tell because she is poised. The way that, you know, even if someone is, you know, over excited, how poised and patient and gracious she is to them. Sometimes even empathetic, being empathetic to others, um, in my opinion, is part of the presence of a queen. And let's not forget, she hasn't even said a word, but she makes people feel these things. Her presence makes them feel inspired. Um, Her presence gives them hope and strength. Have you ever had, if you're not that person, have you ever had a person that, you know, if they were around, you just felt like you, they had so much strength that you can pull their strength from them and you could do anything. That's the aura in the presence that I'm talking about. And that's the aura that I believe that for myself to become a queen or to exhibit queendom. That's what I strive. I would strive to do um, with my presence. The second thing that I, I would say that would be representation of a queen is her character. You know, um, the character is the impression that you leave on people. Um, when you're gone, what do what people say about you? You know, some people might say that, oh, you know, she's really strong. She's really smart. Um, she's really strategic. She can maneuver. She's a good talker. She's a good listener. Um, she's a problem solver. What is the character of a queen? And then how does that relate to us? You know, in these in this day and era, you know, it's more common than not common for, you know, people to altogether forget about their character or at this point, I'm even wondering if they know that character is important anymore. You know, when I was younger, you know, people will always, you know, say your first impression is the last impression. So you don't get a second shot at it, but we, we just throwing it away throwing away the opportunity to exhibit true queendom nevertheless we want to still be called queen 
And I feel like true character has been lost through subliminal messaging and programming through different media outlets. Um, and even when it comes to art, music is an art, you know, most of the music that we hear on the radio is not <laughs> exemplary character. It's just not, you know, no shade to anybody or, you know, how they make their money. But, you know, the things that we hear, you know, sleep with them and get some money. Yeah. Throw your behind in a circle. The less clothes, the better. So that's not queen character. Um, none of the queens that I've ever known in history has had you know, to do that because their presence was enough. And it, that's, and for me, that doesn't exemplify queen character. So as a queen, what I want people to say about my character is she's intelligent. She's hardworking. She's strategic. She's good at problem solving. She has strength. And it doesn't have to be I don't, it don't have to be like muscle strength, like I can bench press, press 350 pounds. No, just strength, pure raw strength, strength, mental strength, emotional strength, those kind of things. Things that affect other people in a positive way. You know, I want to always leave an impression on anyone that I come across, like, hey, it was a pleasure to meet her. It was amazing talking to her. I love to see her again or talk with her again. I wouldn't, I would love to be in her presence again. You know, when I think about Queens and, you know, in our culture, we, um, a lot of entertainers are called Queens. For example, like, uh, Aretha Franklin, Mary J. Blige, Beyonce, is being called Queen B. Um, they weren't, you know, they weren't queens in the beginning. You know, when Beyonce was on Star Search, she had queen qualities within her, but she was no one called had called her queen. When Aretha Franklin first started out in the church choir, she was not the queen of soul. She didn't become the queen of soul until she came out with a. Uh, respect and someone had given her the name because she had exhibited queen characteristics to be called that Beyonce when she was in Destiny Child singing no 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 one was saying queen Beyonce even when she came out with her solo uh, project Dangerous in Love she was not called queen Beyonce I was a teenager back then well, I, we were not calling her queen Beyonce we wanted to be like her, but we were not calling her Queen Beyonce. She evolved and she became queen because she learned to pull out the queen qualities in herself where, you know, that's just the queen. It's not, a, without a shadow of doubt, queen. It's almost to the point where, you know, some people might even bow if they see her. Mary J. Blige, when she when it, when she was singing What's the 411, she was not the queen. She was just Mary J. Blige. But through time, work, and development, she learned how, how to harness the power within herself to become a queen. So what's the point of all this that I'm talking about? The whole point is that 
you are a queen, but be a true queen by developing, learning how to harness your tr true birthright queendom within yourself. And that requires us to learn. That requires us to work on ourselves first so that we can push it from within outward. So here's the, the probably the part that's going to get some of you guys upset. Because you're a female, it does not make you a queen. It gives you the potential. It gives you the opportunity. But just because you're a female does not make you a queen. You're a female. So the third... A uh, thing that comes to mind when I think about a queen and queen characteristics or what makes someone a queen is temperament. The temperament of a person. Um, how you control your emotions, situations. How do you behave in certain situations? You know, so if someone comes up to you and tells you some negative information or what have you, how do you move forward in that situation? Do you black out and, you know, go upside the head, somebody's head? Or do you graciously smile and, you know, say thank you for that information and think about it before you react? So for me, the temperament of a queen is someone who thinks before reacting you ever heard someone say, oh, I just blacked out or um, I couldn't I couldn't control myself. For me, that person is you're not ready for the crown of a queen because you're not thinking before you react. Webster definition is for a queen, the ruler, female ruler of independent state especially one who inherits the position by birthright. Now, no, we're not Queen Elizabeth or Queen Victoria or anything like that. We are the ruler of an independent state ourselves. We have to govern ourselves as an empire, as an estate. To truly be a queen. So when you learn to be ruler of yourself, you can rule others. And, you know, this this conversation is not about being able to rule other people um, um, before we get into that rabbit hole. But um, a queen does rule other people. On a chessboard, board, the queen is the most important peace so it's very important that we do at some point in this journey learn how to truly exhibit queen traits so we got to learn how to control our emotions we can't pop off at the fly we can't you know lose our heads we can't be erratic because if you think about it, that's the number one thing that, you know, is held over our head as women. Why people say, oh, a woman can never be president because 
You know, she's too emotional. She's her emotions are erratic. She can't control her emotions. Well, that's a female. That's a woman, perhaps, but not a queen. You see where this is going? Are you seeing how this is all falling into place? So your temperament is exclusively important to your character. And they go hand in hand because the character of the queen is not to be temperamental. She's not hot and cold all the time. She's right in the middle, nice and warm across the board. Now, I can witness and testify against myself that I have not always been a level or a strategic person um, when it comes to my emotions. But, you know, it's something that it's a journey and it's something that we have to work on. Um, every day, even if you know, you lose your cool one day, it's okay. Uh, Tomorrow is a new day. As long as you continue to push forward, you can't stay stuck on the same thing. Like, Oh, I I lost it yesterday. So, you know, that's a wrap for that. No, I lost it yesterday. How could I have handled that situation better? Then I thought it out. What is it something I can do to make myself think before I react? Even if this is a a deep breath or, you know, a moment of silence. That's my thing. Whenever I feel like um, emotions may get high or tension may be high, a, a moment of silence to let my my brain compute what's going on and think out the scenario before I react. And when I think out the scenario before I react, it always comes out better than it used to when I used to just be erratic and emotional and temperamental and have a hot temper or, you know, it's just, it's like, for me, it's like, a, it's just a cop out to say, oh, I have temper issues. Okay. And what do you do when you have issues? If you had a, a brain issue, would you go see a doctor and get help or work, have them work on it? So why are we not working on our temper issues? Um, with air quotes around it, temper issues. I feel like that's a cop out. It's a, it's an excuse. It's cheap, and it's definitely not queen behavior because queens. That's not the character of a queen. Um, to make excuses, um, or why she behaved poorly, or why her judgment is off, because you know it's like um every every day with temperament, it's like driving a wheel. If the will of a car, if you're in a car and you're driving, you can't just jump out and react any crazy way on the road if somebody cuts you off. I mean, you could, but that probably could cost you more than it's worth. You could, but most people don't. They think about it. They react defensively and safely. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, then, you know, it it starts to become very easy to do. Of course, with time, all things come in time, it's patience. Um, But definitely, temperament is very, very important to queen characteristics and 
uh, queen behavior. Um, the fourth thing that I will um, say is important to being a queen is being conscious. Um, being conscious is very, very near and dear to me. Um, and you know, you don't have to be like a conscious, higher level, higher learning conscious, or, you know, we're not saying, you know, become, uh, Erica Badu or anything like that, <laughs> but you know, know who you are by knowing yourself. You also know your self-worth and when you know your self-worth, you're self-empowered. No one has to empower a queen. Remember the definition now, a ruler of an independent state. So independence, you're independent of the power, empowerment of anyone else. No one can empower a queen. A queen is already empowered. And I feel like it's a lack of self-empowerment um, going on so much and so rampant through our community that we, you know, we get away from who we truly are and what we are representing ourselves as. But we just put this great label on it and just say, oh, queen, queen. Hello, my queen. That's that's a queen over there. But is that person really exemplifying queendom? Now, I'm not here to, you know, judge anybody because, again, in the Rose Garden, we're all growing up from the concrete. And, you know, it's a little harder for us because, you know, it's hard for a rose to grow through the concrete. Um, but we are. We're growing and we're going to bloom and then we're going we're going to blossom. Um, but it is, and it's a journey. So it's not um, me sitting on a seat of judgment because by no means do I have the authority to do that. But, you know, this is the Rose Garden. And again, roses do have thorns. And this is my my opinion. Um, a queen is optimistic. You ever been around those Debbie Downer people? Nothing ever go, goes right. Woe is me. They want pity party. And then if they if you can, they can't get a pity party, then they become temperamental, throw tantrums and get crazy. Or you see how these things are all coming together. Hopefully I'm, I'm bringing this together in a cohesive way for you all. But they're optimistic. Queens figure out how to move around the board. There is not to say that queens don't get sad, not to say that queens don't have bad days because, you know, there are some not great days. Just sometimes it's not your best day, but they don't let that hold them back. They're always looking forward to tomorrow. They're always looking forward to what the best is yet to come. So queens are not just sitting around moping. Oh, woe is me. Nothing goes right. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, they had the cartoon Winnie the Pooh. And remember the character Eeyore? As a kid, you don't really realize that Eeyore was very depressing. It's almost the point where he was the depressed character on the show. And as a child, we didn't, we didn't, I know I did. I can't speak for anyone else. I never really figured it out until I was grown, 
grown and I started to watch it with my child. And I said, wow, he's pretty sad. It's like, and it started to be annoying because he was always the Debbie Downer. Every episode, he moved slow. He talked slow. He had his head held down low all the time. And in life, you know, you come across those kind of people. And, but that's not queen behavior. I'm not sure if some of you guys have ever watched uh, the TV series Rain with um, the Queen of France and um, Henry VIII's daughter, Mary. The way, no matter what happened, her son died. Her husband became cold towards her when he started to lose his mind. No matter what happened, she would have bad days in that series. But she always showed true queen character. And she was always showed even or level temperament, even in the worst situations. She may have her moment in private. But when she came out, she always was optimistic that the next plan will work. Regardless of what the situation was, okay, that didn't work. Let's come. We got to figure it out. Let's do this. And this is going to work. It has to work. Optimism. Optimism is very important. It's a hard thing to harness. But true queens somehow learn how to harness the optimistic power. And, you know, they project it and others see it from them. It radiates from them. So uh, being optimistic, queens are winners. You know, um, I was watching, I forgot what movie it was. And, you know, he was like, uh, the guy was like, even when I win, when I lose, I win. He said, yeah, even when I lose, I win. And. It was like a sarcastic, in a sarcastic way that he was saying it. But as a queen, I believe even when I lose, I win. And that resonated with me because even to you, I may have lost. But I won because I learned something from that experience. So no matter what experience or what what scenario or situation I'm going through. I never lose. I'm always a winner because I gained something. I gained knowledge. I gained a lesson. I may even watched you and learn how you allegedly are the winner. And I win and even in, in that point. So I would say um, part of being conscious of that is being conscious, being conscious enough to understand when you, you're being taught something, understand and pick up life lessons and not just let them slip by because you're so stuck on, um, I lost. No, you didn't lose because you gained knowledge. Um, and that, that is really important for being conscious, um, a conscious queen and um, going back to the knowledge of self, know who you are as a per person. There's some things that, um, you know, 
each one of us, some of us have boundaries, some things um, that we just are not willing to do or willing to have happen or willing to be a part of. Know yourself. Learn yourself. You know, my uncle always would say, you know, whenever we would all be hanging out and they wanted him to do something that he didn't want to do. And he will always say this phrase since I was a kid. I do not succumb to peer pressure. He, I know my limits. I'm not going past my limit. And, you know, it all, it became a funny phrase. Like, okay, that's, we waiting for him to say it. You can almost say it with him like a choir. We would say it with him like a choir. I don't succumb to pressure. But it's important because he knows himself. So he has boundaries that he's just not going to allow anyone else to cross and that he will not cross. Even the city of Troy had great big walls that surrounded the city. You guys familiar with that movie? I might be dating myself again with that, but one of my, one of, in my opinion, one of the best movies of all times. The city of Troy had great walls because the independent state had a boundary that you just were not allowed to cross. They were not going to allow anyone to enter that they did not want. They would not allow anyone to cross into the city of Troy without approval. So think of yourself as the city of Troy. You have walls that are boundaries. No one may enter the walls or the boundaries without permission. No one may go past the boundary of the walls without permission. And you know, some people might not agree with your boundaries, but that's okay. It's your boundaries and it's based off knowledge of yourself and knowing your limits and knowing what you can and can not allow to happen or have happen or be a part of or what you cannot do and what you will not will not do. And along with getting to know yourself, you know, that's going to take some self-reflection, some self-correction. You know, um, I self-evaluate all the time. People always say, oh, you got so many notebooks. And, and it might, the notebooks might not even be filled up, but I'm always writing down and trying to figure out how can I do self-correction to become a better, a better version of myself. Because that's the whole point of the Concrete Rose journey is to become a better version of ourselves. So, I mean, that's my take on queen characteristics or queen traits for now. Um, I will be expanding on this at a later date because I know this is a hot topic and, you know, um, surely we have not even scratched the surface of true queendom and the queen within. So just to, you know, do a quick recap. Um, top four traits of a queen for me is number one, the presence. Your presence announces you without, you know, even saying a word. Number two, character, the impression that you leave on people. The things that people say about you when you leave is very important. Number three, temperament, hostile attitudes are a no-go. We want to think about always 
responding versus reacting. Um, And then the last one is um, being conscious or having knowledge of self. You know, we always want to be self-evaluating, being self-empowered. Stop giving people power over us because we are independent rulers of a state ourselves. We rule over ourselves. We govern ourselves. And the way that we govern ourselves is going to reflect how others should treat us. Others should see us. Um, And, you know, being optimistic and, you know, seeing the win. It's always, you know, seeing the win-win in situations. Um, And the last thing I just want to leave you guys with uh, a quote from Queen Victoria. She said, we will not have failure, only success and new learning. Let that sink in for a minute. We will not have failure, only success and new learning. So guys, that's our show for tonight. Um, told you I want to keep it short, sweet, and simple to the point. Thank, once again, thank you for joining us here in the Concrete Rose Garden. Um, I hope you've been inspired today, and I hope you are you continue to bloom and blossom. Thank you, and good night.